Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds. It's a rainy Thursday morning, and we are in the studio talking about TV ratings today. Obviously, everyone in the sports world puts a lot of credibility in those ratings, at least right now. I'm sure it's all muddied with the streaming and all that stuff, but just give me the bottom line. How many people tuned in to watch the All-Star Game? Seven million. And that is down by about 500,000 from last year, and that has to be a point of concern because it continues to show down every year. And Major League Baseball can't hack that. It, it just is not part of their genre and not part of what they're trying to present. All-Star Game, 7 million, and that's a 3.9 rating. That's, that's not very good. And a 12 share, and that isn't very good. It, it's kind of middling in a way. You can't say it's catastrophic. That's not the case. But it's, it's not what Major League Baseball would have wanted. And the home run derby, that was down 110,000 viewers. That's uh, fairly significant because that's 12%. And it's still, this, this, this is interesting, even down like that was still ESPN's most watched event this summer, the home run derby. Mm. And yet it was down by 110,000 viewers. Well, number one tells you a little bit about the numbers of viewers that the four-letter network has, as opposed to what it had been. And number two, really the relevancy of some of these made-for-TV events. I would suspect, and I can't comment on it because I didn't see it, but the ESPYs last night, I imagine, were probably down. Yeah, um, again, I, I, you know, you get a, it's all relative. So right now, it's their highest-rated thing. But again, I think it, for big baseball guys, it just becomes regional. And right now, in the state of Missouri, with the Major League Baseball teams doing what they're doing, a lot of people have kind of been like, eh. Part of it, part of it, Mike, but part of it is also the great numbers of, of uh, TV outlets that we have now with what used to be cable and what used to be satellite, but now is streaming. You have your choice. Whereas in the old days, the Major League Baseball was on NBC, one of the major networks, So, and that was all that existed, NBC, CBS, ABC, and mm-hmm. maybe public broadcasting. So again, you have divided the public a little bit, but in, in regards to the numbers, you would have hoped it would have been bigger, but it isn't. Yeah, well, you know, that is the way the world is right now. We're all watching videos in one-minute increments. All right, speaking of which, we haven't heard a lot more about the uh, Bally situation um, and obviously that involves the St. Louis Cardinals, or at least it did. Uh, what's the latest on that? Commissioner of Baseball told the media over the All-Star break that the it's called Diamond Sports. That's the company that owns uh, Bally's. That they have made 94% of their payments. Now, they declared bankruptcy, folks, and they went to bankruptcy court, and that's Chapter 11, so they could continue to operate, assuming that they were able to meet some of their debts. Well... Major League Baseball says 94% of them have. Now, the commissioner did not say where the other 6% is. I know the San Diego Padres are one of them because they pulled the plug on them. They made their own deal. I'm assuming the Cardinals have been paid because I haven't heard anything about it, nor the Kansas City Royals. So we will have to assume that they are in good shape, and that's good, but I have a feeling this may be it for Valley Sports this year. But we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that works out. Well, uh, everyone's going to get their money eventually. That's just kind of how it works, and uh, usually the end of the story. All right, Magic Carpet Ride kind of continues for an American player at Wimbledon, right? It did until the final set yesterday. Ah, I hate to hear that. This is Chris Eubanks out of Georgia Tech, all-America at Georgia Tech, but 
really a non-winner on the Pro Tour. He's been on the Pro Tour for about five, six years now, and really just lowly regarded. Has never done anything until this year. Magic, magic carpet ride at Wimbledon. He got all the way to the quarterfinals. Played Daniel Medvedev yesterday. Daniel Medvedev is a defending champion of the U.S. Open and a great player indeed. And Eubanks had him down two sets to one. But here comes here comes the catalyst involved. The fourth set went to a tiebreaker, and Eubanks lost that tiebreaker. He lost his poise. He got wiped down in the final set, 6-1, and Daniel Medvedev advances to play Carlos Alcaraz, who is the number one tennis player in the world and the top seed at Wimbledon. But nonetheless, a nice try for the 6-7 kid from Atlanta, Chris Eubanks. So now we've heard from the president of the St. Louis Cardinals regarding what might happen in the next few weeks, but don't worry, they're not waving the white flag. What does that mean, Ned? he says. He says they're not giving up on this season yet. He is John Moselock, who is the president, but he's the former general manager, and he is playing the role of general manager now. The GM, John Gerst, never says anything. He kind of stands in the background. Moselock is the mouthpiece, and I wonder how wise that is, but that's beside the point. He really didn't say anything new. He gave, get this, this really bothers me a little bit, the general manager, president, allowing a media interview. Who in the hell do you think you are? Allowing the interview? You better want the interviews, people. You're dealing with the public. That's how you work. Anyway, Mazalek granted an interview to this guy. Didn't say anything new. He said there will be trades, but never really mentioned anyone in particular. Yes, the Cardinals overall are disappointed. Did they uh, get, uh, what do they need? Well, everybody's talked about it all season, uh, up until last winter, really need new pitchers. And the reason they didn't get any as such was because Moselock and the front office didn't feel that the right pitchers were available. That's the quote that he made, they weren't available. Well, did you expect Cy Young to be coming out of there or Nolan Ryan to come out of retirement? Well, that's where you concoct deals, at least in my opinion, and that wasn't done. Anyway, is the white flag being raised? No, it is not. The trade deadline is still, what, a week and a half or two weeks away. It's August the 1st. You can't make any trades or any waiver deals or anything like that afterwards. But that's still another week and a half or so, two weeks away. And there's probably a lot of talking. I thought there might be a little bit during this All-Star break, but... There has been none. Cardinals are 11 and a half games out, 14 games under 500. They really have to get to 500 before they can even consider hopes of challenging for any kind of playoff spot. Uh, I did see a, <laughs> a mathematics formula that was published last night that if the Cardinals continue on their current pace, they would finish with the worst record in about a century somewhere around there. Now that century goes back to the early part of the 20th century. It would be 68 and 94, I think, or some something like that, the numbers. But I don't think they're going to continue on that pace. I think they get better. They have an easier part of their schedule coming up. They open up with the Washington Nationals tomorrow night. They're not very good at all. Miami Marlins come in, and then the Cardinals go to the Chicago Cubs in the Windy City to play, and they're certainly very beatable. So we will see what happens and whether or not the Cardinals can put together any kind of stretch run here and maybe get better all of a sudden. You know my thoughts. We shared a little text yesterday, and the uh, comments by Mo is that, you know, we're not done yet. Don't stop buying tickets. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, come on, dude. I, I, I don't want to get into it. But also the whole allowing thing, 
the St. Louis Cardinals organization is notorious for not being super cool to uh, journalists that aren't super cool to them. And you just hit it right. So that's why that is the way it is. Um, but you know, but they better be. <laughs> well, at the end of the day, if you don't have fans in the stands, you don't have nothing. It's just an organization that's been so good for so long. When you look at this, uh, Holmes, you just said it right there. They have a two, we have 20, 20 year history of having pretty good teams. Not always championship contenders, but pretty good teams, and nobody's ever questioned them until now. Uh oh. Now we'll pull the shell over our head. Yep. Okay, next we'll next uh, few years are going to be really telling in the direction that team takes. All right. Now, speaking of which, a lot of Philadelphia fans, I know that you're on the pulse on this one, are kind of hoping they pick up the third baseman for the St. Louis Cardinals. Fans and media in Philadelphia are really barking about this. This is Nolan Arnado, who actually the other day at the All-Star Game said, yeah, he a possibility I could be traded. I can't buy it. I can't believe that's going to happen. He's a cornerstone of this team and he's only 32 years old. He may not be having the greatest year, but neither are the Cardinals for that matter. But I can't imagine the Cardinals letting go of Arnato. I could of Goldschmidt. I don't think that'll happen. But by the same token, Arnato out of there? Well, Philadelphia fans say he is the missing piece to their winning a world championship. That could be a fairly fair and objective uh, thought process on their part. They were they were fairly close last year until it finally caught up with them. They really didn't belong there, but they were riding that magic carpet. Still, Arnado on that third base position with some of the sluggers they have on that team, Bryce Harper and Castellanos and people like that, hey, that would be a very formidable offensive team. I don't think it's going to happen. Fingers crossed a dozen for Cardinals fans. All right. Uh, obviously, baseball is a huge sport in some countries in Asia, Japan specifically. But it uh, looks like Major League Baseball is going to start trying to move in on that territory. Well, they're opening the season next year in Asia. This is not the first time it's happened. They did open. Major League Baseball opened in Japan about five years ago with the Oakland A's and the Los Angeles Dodgers. They, they, they counted. These were official games, and they played a two- or three-game series in Korakuen Stadium in Tokyo. And it was great. It had big crowds and all that sort of thing. This time, Major League Baseball is going to South Korea. And they're going to open up the third week in March, and it'll be the Dodgers and the Padres. And these games will count. It's a two-game series. That's all, two-game series. But it does open the season. rest of the teams begin a week later, but that gives the Dodgers and the Padres a week extra of spring training and so forth and so on. But, yep, season opens next year, 2024, in South Korea. Exciting for them, and they've got some great talent out there, too. Ned, you have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow.